I'm Jenny Rerick. I'm Jay Weedle. And you're listening to the Fit to Speak podcast. A show dedicated to giving coaches and trainers practical tips on how to communicate what they know in a way other people understand. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fit to Speak podcast. We're in episode four of this mini series here where we're talking about effective communication within the one-on-one personal training session. In episode four, we're going to talk about feedback specifically. The previous three episodes, we talked about the session start and the readiness and understanding what our client is bringing in to the training session. We talked about framing, why that's important, how we do it and what we get from it. And we talked about rapport building and thinking about when and where, how specifically we want to build rapport into the training session and how the dose of, of rapport building questions and, and behavior, I guess, makes the poison. In episode four, we're going to talk more about feedback specifically, why that's useful and how we can get more out of the questions that we ask and, and be more intentional with what we're trying to understand when we ask for feedback or when we deliver feedback. Let's jump straight in. The overview of feedback here and how I'm thinking about it is all too often, unfortunately, feedback is automated and it's not that useful. I'm sure I've done it multiple times throughout my career and I've definitely heard coaches who have worked for me and and heard other coaches in other gyms ask general questions that are just a, a standard battery of questions that they tend to ask everybody when they could be more thoughtful with their questions. One of the ones that is the biggest culprit is where did you feel that? I just hear coaches say that to clients all the time. Where did you feel that? Well, it's thinking about why that's important. And though it might be important to 10% of the clients, if you're asking it to 100% of the clients, it's likely not that useful. This kind of comes back to talking again about knowing your audience and why it's important to understand the person that's in front of you. Questions like, where do you feel that? The drawback of that is that all too often it relies on the client's ability to recognize what they're actually doing. So if I've got somebody who's maybe a little bit more apathetic towards training and it may require a little bit more motivation, there's a high likelihood that they're not thinking about where they felt it. They're just thinking about getting through it. And now that's not a good or a bad thing. And I can work with that person over time to help them understand more about it and why it's important. But there's also no point in me trying to force feed autonomy for this person if the main reason that they're training with a personal trainer is because they know they can't do it on their own. Let's make sure that the questions that we're asking and the feedback that we're giving is specific to the person in front of us. There's a key point when it comes to feedback, and it's making sure that we design questions that speak to the person in front of us. Sometimes it's useful to have closed-ended questions if I'm looking to get a particular number or I'm looking to understand a very clear representation so that I can do something with that information. And then other times it's helpful to ask open-ended questions depending on what you're trying to get out of it. So some of the open-ended questions might be, you know, how would you want to improve that from the next into in the next set? Things like that allow for a dialogue for feedback to, to be to be two-way, and it leaves the door open for us as coaches to be able to make course corrections as necessary. But again, I maybe wouldn't ask that question to everybody. An example of who I wouldn't ask that question to is somebody who's hyper-detail-oriented and has a tendency to overthink things. I maybe wouldn't ask them, how would you want to improve that? Because they might go off on a complete tangent and spend the next five minutes overthinking what they're going to do in their next set of squats. It's making sure, again, that we understand our audience. I'll say that the types of questions that we ask 
if they're on the money, if they're on specific to that person, it goes a long way to ensuring that the trainee gets consistency in their experience, their training experience. And if they understand why they're doing what they're doing, they're going to have a slightly more autonomy. And we know that autonomy drives adherence. So if we can build autonomy into the training session, if that person responds well to autonomy, then we know they're going to do a little bit better long term. I would say most people respond well to autonomy. Occasionally, though, there's going to be that person that is just there because they need to be pushed through a training session. How do we do it? So it's making sure that we understand that feedback is more often not a two-way dialogue. If we simply tell, we often close the door to greater understanding. Although you might wrap up a message with or wrap up a conversation, sorry, with a certain passage or a task or a request so that they can do the thing that you want them to do better next time. It's important that we make sure that if we're asking for information from that person, that we ask open-ended questions. And the two keys to open-ended questions is start the questions with the word how or start them with what. Some examples of how and what questions are, how do you think you could make that set better next time? How many more could you have done? And then if they say five, I might ask a follow-up question. Why did you pick that number? What made you think of that number? So again, maybe not why, but what made you think of that number? I might ask something like, what did you notice during that set? If this person is has been working with me for a long time. But if I'm looking to gain information, then I need to make sure that I'm offering a, an open-ended question. If, however, like I mentioned, you need to gain specific information then you might ask specific questions. And that kind of question might be more closed-ended because, uh, sorry, and the value of that closed-ended question is that you can do something with that information without a lot of interpretation. You might ask on a scale of one to 10, how difficult was that set for you? If they say it was a five out of 10, then that might just help me say, okay, well, I'm going to slap five more pounds onto that thing, or I'm going to get a heavier kettlebell or whatever it might be. It also might allow me to just ask a follow-up question. Why did you pick that number? What made you pick that number? Because again, if I want to ask more questions, I can do. But if I'm looking to do something specific, if I've already made my mind up that actually that looked too easy for that person, then maybe I'll ask a closed-ended question just to gain specific information that I can do something with immediately. A skill to practice for you as the coach is to create one how and one what question that you can use within your coaching and client relationships the next time you're in, in a session. So obviously you can use the ones that, that I highlighted above here uh, previously, or you can use them as frameworks, or you can just copy them directly. It's up to you. I'll say that if you can tie your feedback question or their answer back to their goals, then you are, you're in the money there. If they say to you, I really felt that in my biceps and their goal is to get bigger biceps, then you can say to them, you know, Hey, that, that was a 10 out of 10. That was a 10 out of 10 effort for me, Jay. Great. Well, those you know, your biceps are going to grow if we can push them close to failure. And I know that that's, you know, that's important to you. So if you can tie the reason that you're doing what you're doing back to them and to their goal, then that's going to help build autonomy if they give you a decent enough answer. And oftentimes the decent enough answer is dictated by the quality of the question. That's what I want you to try the next time is to just use how or what questions. If you're looking to get more information, if you're looking to understand a specific piece of information that you want to be able to do something with right then and there, then 
ask a closed-ended question or something that gets them to pick a particular number on a scale. I like how many more could you have done or on a scale of one to 10, how difficult was that? Depending on the person, I mentioned this earlier, some silence might actually be the best feedback. We don't always have to be speaking to be, to be coaching. Knowing how, when, and, and who to use this tactic with is, is obviously very useful as well. I mentioned earlier on, if I've got somebody who's a tendency to overthink, who's quite detail-oriented, I'm probably going to say a little bit less to them, or I'm going to be more pointed with my communication. If I'm going to ask them a question at all, I'm really going to think about the potential ramifications down the line of what, how this could potentially unravel or they, how they might get distracted. If you know how to ask the right questions, you're going to set your client up for success long term. I'll also say that understanding how to ask the right questions is going to be predicated off how well you understand the readiness, which we talked about in week one, the framing, how well you frame the work that's going to be done with the client, which we talked about in week two, and how good of a rapport you have built with them, which we talked about in week three or episode three of this mini series. To wrap up here, if you want feedback, ask open-ended questions. If you want specific information, ask specific questions. And the bonus here is if you can tie your feedback to the person's goals and experience, then you're going to have added buy-in for that client with you and, and your coaching relationship. So I hope you found this helpful. I'll be back next week to talk a little bit more about the final episode in this mini series, which is how we wrap up the session and why that's important. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. As this is a podcast about communication, we value and welcome your input, any feedback you have and questions about how we could make the show even better for you. We'd love it if you click the link in the show notes to do so.